Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Film Me and Podcast, where, funnily enough, this week, I will be hosting it, um, because Xander is on leave. He's on his <laughs> little vacation. He needed to take Make it his... sound like he's dying. He needed to take Xander his mandated dies. holiday days this week. Um, so he's off doing whatever it is Xander likes he's to do. He's off canoodling. So instead, I am joined by Joe. Hello. Suan. Hello. And unfortunately, Hamish. Hello. So that's the lineup you have this week. Apologies to anybody who, you know, who's uh, Xander is their favorite character. He's not. People only tune in for Xander. People only tune in for Xander. They're not here for the rest of us. He is such a little bright spark of energy, isn't he? He's a little bundle of sunshine, and we love him. Give him a little kiss on his noggin whenever I see him. Uh, Uh, Hi, Xander, when you're listening to this. I love you, Xander. Love you, Xander. See, we're doing you proud. Miss you. Anyway, so this week we are going to be talking about the newest installment of the Indiana Jones franchise. The Dial of Destiny. Whoop whoop! Which, a terrible title. <laughs> um. Well, we'll get into that and how Ooh, wrong you are. Um, in a minute. I think we will. I'm actually um, the Dial of Destiny. It's just not. <laughs> um. Actually, how come we couldn't have made that? Um. What we'll do first is Moan of the Week. Who hmm. has one? I think I do. Go on, Joan. Give me your. You think Moan of the Week? Um. Trailers are too long nowadays. Like, I the, I remember a time, you know, when I was a wee baby, when um they they used to be like a minute and a half to two minutes, which is a great length for film. It's sort of also like how the perfect length for a film is between an hour and a half and two hours. But like, I I was in the cinema. Uh, we're about to watch Indiana Jones, and the Mission Impossible trailer played, and it seems like it should have ended a lot earlier. Like, okay, it's ended. Oh, wait, you've got the t- the names of the actors and more footage. Like, trailers don't need to be that long. Don't show the whole film. I, I really agree with you on that one. I, I Again, specifically with the Mission Impossible one as well. Yeah. At, at each kind of point, I was like, oh, okay, so that's the end of the trailer. Oh, it keeps more. going. It keeps also, going. Also, the, the um, what's it called? The, the Gran Turismo trailer. I mean, oh that film God. looks like trash, but I know the whole plot of that film now. That looks yeah, because awful. they reveal in the trailer that he's gonna get through. He gets and it's chosen. Like, they really someone have crashes. That. You know, <laughs> that's all there. That is actually my moan for the week. That, <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> well, go on then. Carry it on then. Um, who the hell wants to go see this movie? It looks. Awful. Um, I I think all cinema is art in its own way. As much as I look at something and I go. <laughs> Apart from this, <laughs> it's art in in quotation marks, and I go. I never want to look at it ever again. <laughs> um, I'm sure the people that worked on it worked really hard, and hats off to them. It looks like they've made a really highly produced movie. Um, but there are bits of it whenever, like, it looks like Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse. Whenever he sits down in the chair, <laughs> and like the game folds around him. The gamer the, the gamer hud. Like yeah, it's like the autism HUD in like, you know, the, the good, good doctor. doctor. I can tell you now the plot of the movie is that he gets through, because they fucking showed that. He gets through, and then he's like, he gets given a racetrack, and he's not doing too good. And he's like, wait a minute, I've raced this track hundreds of times on my PlayStation. My PlayStation 5 for improved performance, because it's a movie by Sony, and it's going to be packed full of Sony products. 
It just looks miserable. The guy from Bloody Stranger Things, what's his name? David Harbour. Um, David Harbour. He he is cast to play asshole of the movie. Um, that is his that that is his character from what I can see. There is no depth to that character. <laughs> do, do you remember, there is asshole. Do you remember there was an interview for when Loki came out? It was with Owen Wilson, and they cut out each individual word and formed a new sentence. Yeah, this, this is what the trailer is like because every what the, the words don't go with each other. It's just like uh uh uh, uh they're, they're different tones. Yeah, it, it doesn't make me- sense. Who who sat there and was like, "Oh, this is gonna be I great." I really think we need a Gran Turismo movie. <laughs> I I really also think it should be about some spindly little fucker who gets on some sort of Sony. I'm a gamer, and because I'm a gamer, I can do it in real life. I have enhanced Every... reflexes because I'm a gamer. Oh my god! Yeah. My anyway, reaction please. time is tenfold yours. Yeah, the, this episode will turn into me ranting about that, so someone please take I, it. I will just say as a final note, um, it's basically, this this plot happens so much of like, oh, the the dad wants them to work in like in the factory, and it just reminds me of Eddie the Eagle. Oh like, my god. You know, make them work in this the factory, the and then the they Eagle go off, cars. and then they fail, and then they come back. I enjoyed Eddie the Eagle. Oh no, Eagle. I like Eddie the Eagle, but you do not copy Eddie the Eagle and make Gran Turismo. Just play the game. Just do that. Just play the but fucking game. It's based game on a real story. That you belong inside. Anyway, continue. Suwan, do you have a, do you have uh, a moan? My moan is a... technically very, very recent, but it's Elon Musk's new tweet oh, about God. what the fuck he's doing with Twitter. Basically, oh. my entire day, I've tried to reload Twitter and I'm getting this message saying rate limit exceeded. I'm like, okay. And now there was a sprint race today, right? And I quite like seeing what everybody else tweets about F1 while the race is going. I couldn't because this thing came on. And then he's tweeted, apparently, if you're fucking buying his little subscription, you get to see 6,000 tweets a day. If you're just a normal little person like me, I get 600. And if you're new, you get 300. But I don't know how, between the time of 11am this morning, cleaning the whole house and half three, that I exceeded 600 posts. So I haven't been able to see my entire Twitter today, and I've been bored shitless. Wait, has he capped the amount of tweets He's you capped can see it. Day? That so is so stupid. So now if you pay for it, you get 6,000. Don't know who the fuck's going to reach 6,000 a day. You need a life if you need that. But, oh. like, whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, because of my thing, I've not been able to see a single hashtag today. I've just been able to see my, like, for you bits, and half of that's been capped. That is so bored. ridiculous. You have to pay. What? Well, it's like eight pounds something per month. Exactly. He's ruining man, Twitter. That's uh, that's hard to ruin Twitter. Twitter. He's just killed Twitter. That is so Ooh, hard to ruin Twitter as well. Because Twitter's such a cesspit. So that's really hard there, like, to ruin Twitter. And he's By the way, go follow said, us on Twitter. Go follow us. Yeah. <laughs> you might not see our tweets, but follow us. <laughs> yeah, you Always won't see it now. Always tweets in the morning because otherwise, <laughs> that's when we need to tweet. Now we'll tweet it at like eight a.m. so that people see it straight away. Yeah, I've just I've just realised though, if you accidentally refresh your page, it it floods it all in, so that technically counts as you seeing a exactly. tweet. Exactly, and I don't know what counts as reading a tweet because if you scroll, 
technically you see them all, but I'm not going to stop and read every one of them. It oh, doesn't make sense. I, I don't must. think he, he probably hasn't even thought that far ahead. He probably oh. hasn't even thought about what constitutes as reading a tweet because exactly you know, well, he always he makes these brain, half-fast so. ideas. I'm I'm of the belief that because the Italian government have reached out to Musk about his fight with Mark Zuckerberg. Is that real? Has, I no, it so. is. It is. It is. <laughs> so. They, they made a joke about fighting each other in a cage match. And Mark Zuckerberg responded with, sure, I'm down. Name a place and a time. And the Italian government have reached out to them saying, we would love it to happen in the Colosseum. You know, like oh, the Colosseum. Um, that it, it is official statement from the Italian government. Um, no word has been made from Musk or Zuckerberg on if it's going to happen in the Colosseum. But I mean, I I think if it should happen, they should be honoring the original rules of the Colosseum. What, and do it naked. And there should be one survivor. <laughs> oh. Um, and they should be dressed in gladiator uniforms. And then to spice up the fight, we release a naked, lathered in oil, um, Jeff Bezos because the <laughs> man is like a ripped tank. He's like the lion they release. I want them to shout, "Are you entertained?" And I'll just be like, "No, <laughs> no." But you know, right? You know, if Mark loses, he's gonna just go back to like his metaverse and be like, "Oh, that was fun. I enjoyed it. We we did something that was like fun." But you know that if Elon loses, he's gonna have such a tantrum on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I won't see. Well, you won't see. <laughs> Not gonna be able to see it. No one's gonna see it now. My tweets are capped. I can't see your tweet. <laughs> If Zuckerberg loses, he's going to go back into the metaverse, program an AI of Elon that will give him a run for the money in his Colosseum metaverse, but he will always be able to beat him. Something will happen. He can feed his ego. Do you remember how in Rocky IV, uh, Rocky uh, single-handedly ended the Cold War at the end? (laughs) No, he I I feel like with with this... Sort um, of. It's really... he looks feel, like he does. Sorry, Joe. I, I feel like with this fight, they're going to start a whole new war. They're not going to end the war. War is coming, and it's because it'll of these be, It'll nutties. be between the metaverse bros and the crypto bros. <laughs> does that mean we get a yeah. sequel to Social Network, though? Because I'd like Jesus to Jesus Christ. Who'd play Elon? Oh my God. Who'd play Elon? Find some um, swollen man. I could find a rat, probably. <laughs> I, yeah. I, what, what I want as a Taxi final Derby note, we're getting sidetracked. Is oh, yeah. when you know, like all the YouTuber fights, like how they do like training montage videos, mm. like all these like pumped up. I want to see little tiny Mark Zuckerberg like lifting a fucking like tree log as like some sort of dubstep plays in the background. All of his training footage will be of him in the metaverse, just lifting like these imaginary weights. It's just yeah. this animated uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I would love that. Okay, well that's um, well that was a good interest. This is a good uh, it's a good start, I think, to. Uh... Amazing. Yeah. This is what happens, Anna, when you're not here. <laughs> this, this Alex, what what's your moan? Yeah, you just start bitching about Yeah, what's Twitter. your moan, Alex? Oh, yeah. Um, God. Uh, can <laughs> I only pick one? Lord. The housing market, I think. Just the fact that in order to get a one-bedroom flat, at least where we are, you have to earn about 30000 a year. And the... The, the referencing criteria and all this kind of stuff is so incredibly strict that they can get you on anything. You know, it's you get to the end of it and you're like, do you actually want me to live here? You can, you can say no. I'm not... Fo- you can say no. Um, 
but yeah, I think that would be it. Just just the housing market in general. Love the UK. Big whoop. Ten. I don't want to be anywhere else. So yeah. I still think we should turn Buckingham Palace into a big Airbnb, but that's yeah. just me. I, I, I say it's the spoons. <gasps> the world's biggest spoons. <laughs> oh, I, th- yeah. I saw somebody said the world's You'd biggest You'd have to go to the other members. side of the palace for the bathroom. Uh, either a big spoons, a big wine mark. A uh, wine mark, sorry. Um, Polish corner shop, there we go. Staple. A big, big corner shop, big off license. I think a big Tesco. Or, oh, big Tesco. <laughs> big Greg's, what about Big Greg's? <gasps> big Greg's with giant Greg's. sausage rolls. Big Greg's. And then a whack off is... Primark on the end. Yeah, you need the Primark. <laughs> this yeah. this is, oh wait, I was about to dox us, but this is basically the, the place near us, isn't it? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, where he's got oh, the no, dock it off. Is. He's got the dock off Primarni at the end. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. Um, anyway, let's get back to the, you know. <laughs> Podcast that had. We can't, um, we can't turn back time. I was trying to do a Xander there, but I can't. I can't. I can't do the Can I? things that Xander does. What, go on then. We can't quite turn back time when it comes to the royal family because there's been a lot of mistakes made. But what we can turn back time is using the dial of destiny. Beautiful. When done correctly. So when done correctly. Um, this is the fifth Indiana Jones film. With the first one coming out back in God, the eighties, eighty one. Um, and I think that this is the only one that's not directed by Spielberg. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. He's a producer. He is a producer on this, yes. But this is actually directed by James Mangold. Um, and did... he's done he, he's done a lot of good films. He did Logan. So... Did you at the museum? I'm not too sure. Let me double check. I know that he <laughs> definitely... I keep telling people that he's done Night at the Museum and now I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> Night at the Museum is not here. Who the what? fuck are you thinking of, Joe? He did Logan. He did the Wolverine. Um, and he did the new... I don't know. If, you probably haven't seen it, but the Ford versus Ferrari film. Oh, he that's, that's a decent film. It was, was it? Good. I haven't seen it. That's a so decent film. Joe, it's no Gran Turismo, two, though. So, Joe, there's two Night at the mu- Museum directors, <laughs> Matt Danner and Sean Levy. Sean Not Levy, that's oh, the yeah. one. Oh, I'm getting confused. You think it's James Mangold? Yeah, so unfortunately he directed this and he did Logan, but he didn't do Night at the Museum. So anyway, that's the end of the podcast, oh. fellas. Zero out of ten. How dare On to the next everyone. one. Um, it, it came out as a as of time of recording on the Wednesday, twenty uh, eighth, and I it's not it's not had the best of reviews so far. It's got a lot which of is, I don't know. For some people, that will make sense. For other people. We disagree, but we'll get into that in a bit. Well, it, it came we out at the so. at the Cannes Film Festival. Like it, it released early, so there was a, a lot of time between like the full on release that there was the like the odd reviews of yeah, it's not it's not the best. It's a bit average for the last Indiana Jones film. Well, have they confirmed the... it to be the last Indiana Jones film? Oh, they're not bringing um, his corpse in the next one. I'm so, really so, hoping they're not. So, no, 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 no. Harrison so, in a wheelchair. Yeah. Okay, so. I, I, I have two things to say for this. Uh, first of all, this Harrison Ford has confirmed this is the last time he's playing Indiana Jones. Oh. Okay. And that Indiana Jones will always be Harrison Ford. Of course They're not going to recast. They're not bringing Chris Pratt However, in for the prequel no. series. Okay. I don't know where that's come from. Chris Pratt has confirmed that there, he, there, there was been a quote. No there was a quote. I don't know if it was real, but it was like Harrison Ford saying... I would rather die than Chris Pratt play uh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love Harrison about right. Ford. I love him um, so much. Then there's um, Harrison Ford is very much aware 
that Disney is currently in talks of TV series that spin off from the Indiana Jones universe that is in talks. However, Indiana Jones will always be Harrison Ford and that's his last time playing it. Side note, what you'd said about film festivals and such. Um, this movie has been in production hell, no thanks to COVID. Um, however, it has also been in writing hell. Uh, this movie has received, I, think, I believe, four or five rewrites. Um, that's two weeks in a row of, now, isn't it? Yeah, all, all of these rewrites have mostly leaked online. Uh, back even when the movie was in concept art stage. Um, a load of this leaked years and years ago and a lot of the a lot of it wasn't great um some of the rewrites really left a sour taste in a lot of youtube reviewers mouths and myself included as well it was pretty morbid what i read which we'll get into in the non-spoiler section in in the the spoiler spoiler, yeah section um but this yeah i'm very glad we got what we got how we got it yeah so to talk about it like we'll start off like with non-spoiler talk um the cast the cast is quite good it's a very good lineup i think at least you know we've obviously got indy the main villain is played by mads mickelson who is an incredible actor end of You've also got Boyd Holbrook, who oh, was my most beloved. Rec- he was the villain in Logan and most recently as well in Sandman, the Netflix TV show. He played a really really good role in that. And uh, Harrison Ford's new psychic is Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who uh, I thought was I was quite shocked by the choice when I first heard about it. What what about you guys? I've only seen her in Fleabag, and then she only mm. she voices in Solo, so I knew her more for comedy. Um, but she she didn't she co-write uh, No Time to Die as well. She's co-writing a lot of things actually these yeah. days. She is a big writer. <clears throat> I do know that. Um, I'm not um, sure if she did do No Time to Die. Uh, she co-wrote it, it, Killing Eve, or at least was like yeah. a main big mm. part of Killing Eve, which is good. She did. Yeah, no, you are correct. She did. But I I quite liked her in the film. There are there are bits where she can be a bit annoying. I think. Uh, but it's, I think it's understandable why she's there when you've got Harrison Ford who's older and can't can't do a lot of the stunts, so they bring in a new character who can do more of those stunts. Um, yeah, I thought she was all right. I okay for those who have been watching like non-spoiler reviews and just people ranting on YouTube or on Twitter for that matter, if your exceeded tweets will allow you, she is not a Ray style character. I've seen a lot of people say that. Um, she's a Ray. She's a Mary Sue that comes in and can do everything that the original can do, but better. <laughs> and she's a woman. God forbid. Um, however, um, she's not. Um, <laughs> she's got her she, flaws. There's a reason she got, goes to she, indie, you know, in the film at least. Yeah, she she's got her flaws. She has a character arc, albeit not a very in-depth character arc. But a character arc all the same. Like, no movie's perfect. No character is perfect. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Last Crusade. I'm not sure she deserves all the flack she's getting. 
I think people just hate women. That's the problem. This is true, especially Twitter. I don't hate women by any regard, good lord. Um, but it is not a but. I, why is there a but to no, this? Hamish? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't no. hate women. There's all a but. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So there's a lot of these arguments that always spawn from Star Wars and Rey taking over the reins from Luke. And I completely agree that I don't like Rey as a character. I think Rey is a little one dimensional. But that's my opinion. That's fine. I don't agree with that. I don't wrong. hate her because she has a vagina. <laughs> Hey. Um, which a lot of people do, but it's very unfortunately Indiana Jones is getting hit by the same group of people that have grown up watching Star Wars and have grown and thus grown up watching Indiana Jones, and they're like, a woman is coming in and taking over our movie, our franchise. Oh, my tiny penis is emasculated. Like the interesting thing about it as well is that because like they're all now kicking off about like even the hint that a woman could be taking over the role of indiana jones or all this kind of stuff most of the companions that india's had throughout all of his other four films have been women you know there's the only mm. difference here is that this woman is a little more capable than say and she's not a love interest and she's not and she's not a love interest exactly that's really the only major difference here you know nobody kicked off when mutt was in um Indiana Jones 4, they'd, nobody was turning around saying... I forgot that was his name for yeah, a that's sec. His name, so yeah. I was very confused when you just said Running Mutt. for your life, Mutt, yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> a lot of people just call him Shia. I'm, su- I'm surprised I even remembered his name was Mutt, to be honest. <laughs> you know, nobody was kicking off when Mutt came into the picture, being like, oh, he's going to be taking over the role of Indiana Jones, and he's doing too much, and all this kind of stuff. It only really ever happened when there was a female character who wasn't a love interest. So no, you're completely right about that, Swan. You know, it's it's because she is a love interest. Um, is she not? She's not. Yeah, she's definitely not a love. No, interest. definitely not. But like, I love Harrison as the next person. I've grown up with him. You know. But like, Did you? he what school, is now the same school. What? No, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> like, Wait, how old are you, Suan? <laughs> fuck. Sorry, I'll let you say your yes, point. Please dox your age to the internet while <laughs> yeah, you're out. Tell us. Harrison, like, he is now, sadly, of the age where you don't expect the man to jump off of a train every now and again for a film, for God's sakes. I, like, you know, do they not want the man to stick around for a bit? You have to, like, think, if you want more Indiana Jones, fine. Harrison isn't going to be around for much longer, sorry to say. Like, I, I hope he's around for as long as he can be, but, like, he is almost, I don't know if he's 80 yet, but, like... Be for real here. What do you expect him to do? Yeah, he is eighty. Yeah, they could push. They could have like a wheelchair chase in like a care home. A wheelchair chase through the retirement home. I don't know why they're complaining. Oh, a woman's taking over. What do you want Harrison to do? Honestly, I mean, they could de-age him, which brings us on to. That's not spoilery. It's in the trailer. What did it you is in the trailer. The, the, yeah, de-aging. the de-aging of, of... I thought they did it quite well, at least. I, I didn't really have an issue with it. It's, it's not as bad as some of the de-aging attempts that we've seen in the past few years. Like, yeah, there was one or two bits where you're like, oh, yeah, you can tell it's de-aging, but it's as good, you know, it's as good as you can get. Yeah, it's not as bad as... Um, I remember the one that really stuck out for me was uh, Luke in it, yeah. um, Mando. Season two. Yeah. That one really yeah. stuck out for me. I, I think some people said that maybe the the voice was a bit too old for 
But it's Harrison. Like, maybe should have de-aged the voice somehow. But then that would have gone into AI voice replication yeah. territory. And we, we I thought like the that. voice was quite good. I know. I mean, I obviously noticed as well that like, oh, he, you know, he's not as young and young and uh, and chipper as he uh, used to be. But um, I don't think chip mm. is a word. Chip, to chip is Harrison not the word Ford. to describe Harrison Ford. But you get what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Smord. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Smord. But. I was still happy with the outcome, at least. It's still ha- it's still Indiana Jones being done with life and just wanting to go home and have a cup of tea and not be shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'd rather have cranky old Harrison Ford's voice than an AI. Very true. Overall, what would you guys say you thought of the film? If you're gonna, if you could sum it up in a non-spoilery kind of out of ten, out of ten, even just give me your thoughts on it. I think I gave it a six. Okay. <laughs> it's not that it's bad. It's just mid. Mid. I've heard a lot yeah. of people say that it's mid. Mid. Uh, I. Jones. I would. I would. Ag- <laughs> I would agree. Six out of ten. For a film that has lots of action, I kind of wanted it to all be over. Really. Like there were like you could everything was happening and a lot of scenes there was a lot of happening and I'm still just like okay I am actually quite bored and I've never done that in a cinema before. Like, I was moving a lot in my seat. I was like, okay, I've got to find something to do now because this film isn't entertaining to, like, hold my um, attention. So I will agree. I do... <laughs> I, I rate this film very highly. I rate it, like, an 8, an 8.5. But this is the only film in some time that I've gone to go to the toilet in the middle of. Ooh. Okay. I sat... I had an entire bottle of Fanta in the first hour of The Batman, my second screening... And I held it in through the rest of the film because I was like, I've I've already seen this film, but I don't want to get up and rest it and, and go and like miss a bit. But no, I did I did get up um, at one point in this film. But I know I, I enjoyed it. It's it's honestly the, like, in my the top three favorite Indiana Jones films. I I want to give it a healthy. I I want to say a seven or an eight. I think it was really enjoyable. And you know what? I'm going to say an, I'm going to say an eight. I I think hmm. that there's some bits of it that were I, I agree were too long and can be cut back. However, I think at the same time we've got to measure up that they're trying to recreate the gold that is the original Indiana Jones series. And it's not going to happen. It's just not. But you can appreciate what we got, which is a damn good story. And to quote Harrison Ford, a movie that has a whole lot of heart in it. Um, what was that? <laughs> He's disagreeing <laughs> with your statement of it having heart. I'm just going, mm, yeah. The thing, like, I read a letterbox review and I completely agree with it in that it feels like Indiana Jones is in the way in this film. I mean, again... He comes old man McGucken with his little whip. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. he, he is old. He is old. Um, I'm not being ageist, by it, the way. I just think that, you know... It, it, you is, know. it is hard to make an Indiana Jones movie with an 80-year-old Harrison Ford. I think that oh. I think that's the big like thing we need to remember when talking about this film, is that the man yeah. is 80. And for a film that sort of promised to like explore, you know, the getting old and that's what he kept saying in the interviews. I, I don't think they leaned into that enough. 
Yeah, I, I would have preferred I that agree. than trying to make him do action when, you know. I I don't doubt that the plot is in any way like golden, but I do think that it's it's not this like disgraceful outing for Indiana Jones that people oh, no. are making it out. Oh no, to it's me. not terrible. No. It's, oh gosh, no. no, it's not by any regard. I I think for an Indiana Jones, I th- I, I I do think nowadays our standards for movies has gotten so incredibly high. Um, and that is, you know, we've, we've had such amazing productions, but like, how often do you get an Indiana Jones movie? I think when was the last, when did the last one come out? 2008. 2008. Oh, that was when the, wasn't it when the, the, there was the, um, the money crisis in the world, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the money crisis. I don't know what it's called. Know that because Russell T Davies always says that's when the world went to shit. Yeah, yeah, the two thousand and eight recession. And I'm just surprised. How does Joe know that? I am actually quite surprised by that as well. Managed to afford Indiana Jones Lego for me then, (laughs) which by the way has made a comeback, big hype. I know. Are they going to do any sex for this film? Yes, I believe they are. I think so, because I remember when we were watching it in cinema, I leaned over to Hamish and said, um, that would make a really good Lego level. Yeah. Which I will, like, I will say specifically in the spoiler section. Which wait, no, never... I thought I thought about a bit being really good for the Lego. I really hope it's the same one now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever played the Lego games, whilst you're watching this, just try and imagine the levels as the scenes play by. And, like, the little, like, silent motions they make. No, like, as much as I think the film is mid, this would be a great for a Lego game. Because there are so many set pieces you could base level around, levels around. Maybe that's why the film was made. Because le- TT Games were like, <laughs> we want to make another Indiana Jones video game. But we cannot just go as back and do the original As they should. So they're gonna, they're gonna... Like with The Force Awakens, how they did a, a game for just that film on its own. You could do it with this. If you haven't seen it already, please do go see it. Um, because they are pulling films out of theatres now so quickly. The mm. Flash is about to leave 1,500 cinemas over the US specifically soon. <laughs> so, you know, you, you kind of got to see films as soon as possible now. But do go see it. Go and support it. I think it deserves a little bit of love at least. I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah. If it was on BBC One, you know, when they, they show a lot of the Indiana Jones films, I'd happily watch it. I thought they showed them on ITV too. New. Oh. Um, ITV2's well, got the math film. I haven't watched it in years. Oh, yeah. Mm. I know, because you get Nanny McPhee at the weekends and Despicable oh, Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have the urge to rewatch the Indiana Jones movies again. And to go back and rewatch the hit series that no one knows about, Young Indiana Jones, where he joins the IRA. He does do what? that, yeah. They, he they does did a series? Yeah. yeah. There's a... There, there's a TV series that few people know about called Young Indiana Jones, where Harrison Ford makes a single cameo in it. Oh, but it hell. tells it tells the story of Indiana Jones in his like twenties and teen years growing up. Some of it is downright horrific. He's there at the Battle of the Somme, and they show a gas attack happen, and he joins the Irish in the Easter Rising, which. All the guys who took part in the Easter Rising were part of the IRA. So Indiana Jones is canonically part of the IRA. 
my favourite uh, little about. Well, we love to hear it. We love to see it. Um, but yeah, go see the film. Go see the film. Uh, watch Young India, I guess, if you want to now and see Indiana Jones being <laughs> a part of the IRA, if that's your cup of tea. If not, understandable. Crack on with your day. Um, we're going to hop into the spoiler sections here. So, Oh, we need Xander's ciao. spoiler. I was about to um, ask his little... A little spoiler alert that is going to happen. Should we give it a countdown? Yeah. Oh, let's give it a countdown. Yeah. On the count of three... Three, Three, two, 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 one, nine. Spoilers. Spoilers. Ooh, that was good, wasn't it? I missed it. Wow, so highly produced. Thank you, Joe, for editing that in. I think the best part to start off with when talking spoiler-wise about the film is just to quickly give a rundown of its plot and its premise. So, Indy's retiring. He's tired. He's old. He's going through a divorce. It's, you know, it's, it, we learn that Mutt died in the war. Someone, <laughs> Shia LaBeouf died in the war. What a shame. And, um, you know, he's not having a good time. Is that what we're calling it? It's not, it's not a great time. Well, I don't know. Well, it's not going to be Could swell, be better, is know. it? You know? I don't know. <laughs> it's like really depressing. He wakes up in a chair, like drunk in his like underwear. And you're like, he's, he's not having a great time. But so we do not. see uh, Grandad uh, Bob. Bob? Bob? What's it called? Bod. Not Bob. Bod. We see his Bod. He looks pretty good for an eight-year-old. Yeah. So one fancied him as well. No! I don't blame her. When we got at the screening, she was like, For an 80-year-old. For an 80-year-old. Give him credit. His goddaughter, Helena Shaw, finds him and visits him and asks him about the Dial of Destiny. You know, the the, uh, Archimedes' first kind of big invention way back in day. And... The premise follows them being hunted by an old Nazi general and his uh, ragtag crew of Americans, white supremacists, who don't want to exist in a modern America because he got called a cracker once, as they uh, journey across the world to find the other half of the dial, piece it back together, and travel back in time to basically ensure that the Nazis win by Mm. him killing killing Hitler Hitler and... Him this killing Hitler and taking Doctor Hitler's Who, place. Series six, episode eight. Let's kill Hitler. <laughs> I hate you. So that's the premise of the film. You know, we have a lot of old characters in it, which is wonderful. But then we have some new characters. M- you know, most importantly, Helena Shaw, as well as her companion Teddy, who I thought was perfect and such a throwback to short round he's short no round short round he short is round no rip-off. short round short round will always be superior but it was a lovely little throwback and it made me feel like i was watching short round again so it's a good it's a good film that sees us go across you know most of the mediterranean across greece as well as you know across time, across time which i thought was very fun so who wants to start joe crack on Something the this is a small detail, but something that was nice about I can't remember the first film, but the second, third, and fourth film is that uh, it start with the I think it was the Paramount logo, which was a mountain, mm. and then that would transition into the first shot of the film. We didn't get that with this one because it's not Paramount, but I think the Lucasfilm logo did sort of blend into like the lock yes. that was opened, which was a nice detail. At least they were carrying on the. Um... Attempt, I guess, at that. I did like the train sequence at the beginning. The train scene was wonderful. I thought it was really good. He was good. Toby Jones was great. I wish he might actually been in a bit longer. 
because I liked his character. But that entire sequence, it did feel like an old Indiana Jones with that sequence. Especially when Basil shot him. <laughs> yeah. It was, I really liked that bit. It was. I don't know about you, but that's the bit where I thought it was Lego. I can see it. That's not the bit that I, I thought. I can see it. It was the, it was, said it was the bit with the gun, wasn't yeah, it? The specifically with the gun. I'm just there like, this is Lego. This is a the Lego game. The Lego face being like, excuse yeah. me, do not shoot me. But no, that entire sequence, I, li- I really liked that sequence. It was a really good start. It was very but... interesting how we were led to believe that well, they were going after a spear. The spear of destiny. <laughs> and obviously it, it turned out the, to be a fake. The, the thing that cut the Christ, Christ's, Christ's side, yes. which Hitler actively did want during the war. Oh. oh. Hitler's, a, Hitler's a nerd. He's also a Nazi. Amongst yeah. other things. Nerd's the, the one, one that yeah. does it. Amongst <laughs> other things, he's a Nazi. Yeah. But um, to those who are, who are, who know their World War II and know the occult, Nazis massively obsessed with the occult. Um, Hitler had an entire science division dedicated no, to shit. the paranormal. And in that, he actively sought the Spear of Destiny, as it's referred to. The one that pierced Christ's, Christ's side during his crucifixion. Did he want the Tesseract too? Probably. Yes. Um, but the Spear of Destiny is said to imbue whoever wields it with immortality. And the uh, power to... I, I think it's like call, like bring storms or something like that. It's some bunch bi- of biblical like Ooga biblical booga, like yeah. wrath of God shit. But yeah, it's it's like a big super weapon. Hitler searched for it for literal literal years and still never got it. Long. <laughs> what a loser! Um, evidently because he is dead and did not get that immortality stick yeah. that he so Thank wished. God. Stupid. No, but I, I do think it's very interesting that like that's what he was looking for, and and uh, even more so now that you said that it's you know he actually was factually looking through it in real life. Yeah. Going crazy for it. Um, but that's how we actually get introduced to the dial as a as a Mads Mikkelsen, Jürgen Voller being like, Shit. this is more important, this is better, <laughs> and everyone going, don't care, Führer doesn't want that. So. Well, yeah, the the Nazi science division, and it to go further into um dr schmidt as i'm going to call it because i'm not going to try and pronounce his full name i'm going to pronounce his fake name Jürgen i don't Roller. even know his real name i couldn't um, hear it because the dialogue was jürgen so jürgen's character is um a nazi that was picked up by the u.s in a real life operation called operation paperclip so a load of the the u.s government offered the nazis a chance at p- sheer immunity from things like the Nuremberg trials if there's if the said Nazi scientists came and worked for NASA or worked on American weapons or military divisions. Uh, that is a genuine thing. A lot of the US's rockets are all based on Nazi designs. <laughs> um, which Jürgen's character is in the movie. He is he is the reason why they get to the moon uh, before the USSR does. And there was lots of talk in the original script for this movie um, for the Nazis to be using a thing called Daglocken, which is a mercury-powered engine. This was the Nazis' attempt at a UFO. <laughs> it used mercury in the engine and apparently could levitate. All the documentation, bar mild, like, early blueprints, have been scrubbed from the face of the earth. 
everyone that worked on it got hoovered up by the USA. And, and not a word has, of it has ever been spoken. The original script included notes towards Daglakin, uh, that being the capsule that could time travel. But instead, they toned it back and just made him be someone who worked in their space division. The Nazis at one point were trying to make a satellite that could focus the the sun's rays as a laser beam to destroy like, like tanks and Death stuff. Star. Yeah, literally, dude. The, Na- nice. the Nazis were like nuts. I mean, we all know that, but like, <laughs> they're, they're like <laughs> science divisions. Hitler was like, dude, build me a magnifying glass in space. I want to set the British on fire. Spider-Man. Like, like, it's not just global warming. <laughs> oh my God. It's sounding yeah. like J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Find me pictures of Nazi Spider-Man. Literally. No, I think a good thing as well regarding this is a lot of media nowadays hint Marvel um, will say that somebody's that they'll hint at them being a Nazi, but they won't use the word. It you know they won't say Nazi or they won't have the armband with the swastika. They'll they'll hint at it and they'll be like, oh, this person doesn't like you know this race. Ooh, um, this dude was in full costume. This was this dude came out in full Nazi fucking costumes, <laughs> armbands. Dude, he had an Iron Man suiting up briefcase. He opens. <laughs> It and it's there and like the next shot is like a close-up of him wearing his little like black leather hat like <laughs> harrison I was, I was going throughout happy. the film they're nazis i very happy oh, I, I love when dude, um, the line harrison delivers of you should have stayed out of poland yeah <laughs> i i did find it funny when he you know indy turned around and was just like he's a nazi and helena was yeah. like and that's a strong word, you know. She was like, hey, "I'm sure he's not an actual Nazi," and he was like, "No, Nazi. <laughs> he is a Nazi." I have a feeling like it wasn't in the script. Like Harrison Ford just turned up and just started calling everyone a Nazi. <laughs> I wish that was the case. I think that would make it so much better. Speaking of Harrison Ford hating Nazis, can we discuss how satisfying watching Harrison Ford punch Nazis? For like two hours was oh my god! But then people I mean, kept punching him. him. I mean, it's a lot of them film. punching him. Yeah, yeah, he was getting thrown about. Poor, poor pensioner. Yeah. But like, there's nothing more satisfying in life than watching Harrison Ford punch Nazis, which right wing Twitter has now begun saying it's offensive that he punches the Nazis. Wait, they're in support of Nazis. I'm not joking. They don't like getting they this don't like is... seeing Nazis get punched. Are you kidding oh, me? People no. people being like it's like cuz the whole thing with like it's the all-time like satisfying like thwack sound effect <laughs> that they always put in. There's been people on Twitter being like, "Oh, it's really satisfying, you know. It's great to see indie back like, you know, sucking Nazis in the face." And people have been like they're just misunderstood right-wingers. Nazis! 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 There's the armband! They're in you're the just, black leather! You're just confirming you're a Nazi no, yourself! No, guys, guys, they are misunderstood right-wingers. <laughs> you you must understand. Also, these Nazis are proper evil because they didn't watch Ice Age 4, so they had no idea about continental drift. <laughs> 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 I don't even know how to reply to this. I don't even know He's where to correct. go from this. <laughs> so, like, so I'm should... just going to move on to a different point. 
Oh, no, but he's got no, no, no. But Joe's no, got a point. So like, no, he when, doesn't. <coughs> no, he does. when, no, because when they when they should have watched to, it. So but the the premise, the, basically, they're gonna go in the past for a time fissure that's opened up, which Archimedes Archimedes dial can predict. And then Harrison Ford's literally like, um, you don't know about continental drift. <laughs> and they're like, shut up. And they start punching him and pummeling him, like biffing him on the nose. Like, as soon as they said about continental drift, I knew what my letterbox review was. I, I just loved that. My Ford first thought was laughing. Ice Age. Indy was sat in the back just cackling. He was like, he, it was like he didn't even give a shit what happened to him at that point. But he was like, the yeah. Nazis are going to crash and burn. <laughs> Yeah, the Nazis legit died because they didn't watch Ice Age 4. That's okay, that's, wait, that's not the takeaway we're taking away from this. Speaking of the Nazis dying, every Indiana Jones movie is like Nazis that have gone out have gone out in such horrific fashion, so horrifically satisfying fashion. I love to see Nazis' faces no melt different. off. The Lost Ark yeah, being yeah. peak for that. The, 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 like the Raiders of the Lost Ark, then you've... Well, Mularam's not exactly a Nazi in that but he holds some similar ideologies mm. in uh Close but in last crusade they they have a nazi drive off a cliff in a tank and they zoom in on his face as he goes down going, <laughs> and then fucking explode this is no different we watch like we get the zoom in of boyd holbrook's face and i'm max nicholson's face they are crying they are cry- they are coping and seething as they <laughs> and then as you see his face burnt off. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh my this, god, it's beautiful. This, I love it. This bloke should have had, as you were saying to someone, a dent in his head though, because he got no, hit so that. hard on that train. Oh, yeah, is it? No. sorry, Hamish. He's, he, he's missing a James Bond scar. He needs a massive scar. Is I feel cool, like it though? would have been better if he did have some kind of dent yeah. on the side of his head, or or, or some it, kind of like scar, or or you know. Because I saw that and I fully went, oh my god. And then oh, he comes in in New did. York 20 years later and he's fine. I'm like, excuse me? Me and Hamish like, jumped in our seats when he got hit. There was, a, was, there was a, a lot whack. of points in that film where somebody got hit so hard. Me and Hamish just both jumped in our seats and were just like, oh, that's going to leave a mark. And yeah, then it didn't. The big, and then it didn't. It just leaves him with greasy grey hair. That's all it does. <laughs> oh. The, the big <laughs> strong fucking henchman. He, he was scary. terrifying. He was scary. But like when that man punched something, you were like, yeah, no, they're not getting up. No, they're dead. They're gone. He looked like Luther in the Umbrella Academy. I thought he was oh the God, same guy so for a second. Old. No. <laughs> you Did you seen just Umbrella say Idris Academy? Elba? He's Luther. He hasn't seen Umbrella Academy. I was no, going to say. because it's not raining. Um, yeah. Um, I thought that was like good. <laughs> I, I, I do want to say as well... Especially at the beginning, where we see, you know, Indy sees his work colleagues being murdered. And normally, back in day, young Indiana Jones would have probably gotten a gun, gotten a whip, and gone to town. But old Indy here is scared. You know, he rings the police. He's trying to escape. Mm. He's trying to get help. You know, mm. it, it really does a telling on, like, where his character is at the start of the film and how well destroyed he is and how like this is no longer the indiana jones you know this is professor jones it was really sad to see the class and nobody was like much interested yeah it really does put into perspective how depressing his life had Mm. gotten especially after the divorce with marion or or you know the divorce was going through at that time 
it it is so thoroughly heartbreaking to like see from like the original Indiana Jones where people were like hooked on his every word in his classes to like this, and also that's probably because they wanted to fuck him. Oh yeah, yeah. They, like, you had the girl with the it's... writing on her eyes, didn't didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame him. Characters that have aged perfectly, Salah. Oh, oh he my is Gimli. Oh yeah, I Joe. Love... I love him so much. No harm shall come to that man. And honestly, every time I watched the trailer and I heard him yell, give them hell, Indiana, Indiana Jones, I got chills. We nearly, we nearly, cried. We nearly cried when he started going on saying how he missed the desert. Yeah, and he, he brought his passport and shit. I was like, let him go with you. Let him go with you. Let him have his adventure. I do find it odd how uh. he... Because at the end you have... House of Ford, and he's with Marion, and they do that. Mm. They recreate that scene from uh, Raiders of Lost Ark when they kiss on their their bits. Um, that was <laughs> that sweet. Sounds, yeah, uh, and then he Salah comes up, yeah. but I thought that he was going to stay in the room like a nice reunion, but he he just comes up Bit and of a leaves. Third wheel. Yeah, I thought he'd I think, stay. I with think it's because he realizes that the you know the two mm. of them needed their moment to kind of you know, mm. figure stuff out and, and I think in a if we were gonna get a Marvel style post credit scene, thank God we didn't, um, you know, it would have shown the three of them together probably gonna getting shawarma. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um I do wanna circle back to your Lego point because I wanna tell you exactly Oh yeah, what which scene was is. yours? It was in the offices when they were getting chased around through the kind of the archive office and and indy was like running down the stairs and helena was going across the roof i was sat there like this would be such a good lego level i don't know it was like why. a it was like a split screen sort of it's like a split screen kind of thing yeah yeah i thought that that, yeah, that would have been funny i i saw the you know their little intro with raheem oh whenever God, they're talking raheem raheem is talking about how to helena about how he loves her because there's no words ever said in little Lego games. I have this image in my head of Raheem. Like, you see the little hearts above his head, you know? <laughs> he pulls out, like, a like, Lego so... bouquet from behind his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just, she just smiles and shakes her head. And he goes, <laughs> Like, shakes his fist. I love Raheem. <laughs> like, you can see it in your head, can't you? It, like... <laughs> just as for Raheem. This needs to be a Lego game quick. Um, Speaking of Raheem's scene, uh, side note, fucking love Raheem. One of the like little Raheem, little Raheem, big Raheem, big Raheem's his dad. Um, brilliant little gag. Um, but I do think the car chase was a little too long, Mm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, if there's areas to cut down on, it would be that car chase. I thought the car chase was a very good length. I thought it had a lot of little bits where, especially when Teddy and Helena were saying, you need to turn this way, you need to turn this way, and Indy just went the opposite way. You know, because it's clear he knew these streets. He's been there a million times. Um, He kind of just went a different route and just ignored them, either out of old man's spite or just for the hell of it. I like to think it was more Harrison, old man's spite. (laughs) You know, ignore the young'uns, I'm going my own way. But the entire car chase, I, th- I thought it was a good length. I thought it was a fun length. I was engaged throughout the entire thing. But that might have just been me. I think all in all, though, like, it's a bloody good movie. They killed Helena Antonio Banderas, my... though. That yeah, made he me was kind of wasted. That made me very, very sad. He... Okay, he was in it for a cameo. 
He said in all the marketing, he said he was in it for a cameo. Helena gets her kind of gets her, you know, shut upness um stuffed in there because for a good bit of the movie, I find she is annoyingly like self-centered and that is part of her character i am not meant to like that and i understand that it's just i do want to like kick her in the fucking teeth sometimes um but indy does give her a bit of a shake um after he dies when they're sailing away he she's like how great was that and he goes like my friend has just died yeah his friend and his friend's entire crew Hmm. yeah as well as he, you know, the, he's still getting over the deaths of the people that he worked with. Yeah, that eel sequence—I found it terrifying. So funny. I found it so funny when she turned around and said, "Yeah, they're like snakes, but in water." And you just <laughs> see Indy's face go, "Snakes, snakes." Yeah. That, was, that was funny. I thought that was brilliant. But like, they're terrifying they in are. that movie. Like conger eels as well. They, I mean, it does them justice. They're. Scary fucking things. Like one of them can kill a diver. I didn't know they were and the real. Fact that... Joe, please oh, no. tell me you're Dude. joking. No, please I know eels are real, but I didn't know they oh, like okay. you get these like really Conger, nasty moire. ones. Yeah, two so, meters Joe, more. You, you know xenomorphs. <laughs> yes. It's a hot. So skip. their jaws, those jaws are based on those eels because inside those eels is a tiny mouth. So whenever they bite down. The jaw unhinges, so it locks in place, and a second tiny mouth begins to eat what's inside. This is another reason I don't like the ocean. That's what terrible. The fuck? For context of listeners, me and Hamish are just watching Joe and Suan's face right now, and they look mortified. <laughs> they look That's absolutely terrible. mortified by that, oh and I think God. it's brilliant. Disgusting. Yeah. Oh, they're mores, those ones. I do like yeah. that they sort of changed up the, the thing of not just having a snake in this film. No, it's just eels that look like snakes. Hello, water snake. I thought <laughs> that... See, my... When they... When, um, sorry, when Indy started talking about he knows somebody who's got a boat, I was trying to... My mind, for some reason, right, immediately jumped to Willie Scott from Temple of Doom. Because <laughs> for some reason, she just seems the type of character to have a big boat in Greece. God, she is. And I was... I don't know why, but that would have been so funny to me. But I'm also so happy with what we got. I'm also really happy with, you know, what we got already. I, I've just sent Joe a, a diagram of it's a eel's inner jaw. That's a Um Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's a <laughs> if, like, if I'm like moments away from death, like I'm surrounded by loads of these eels, I'll be like... That's Amore. And then I'll just <laughs> fucking die. And die. Yeah. And, and they die. start like eating your flesh. <laughs> you can put that on my grave. That's um, Amore. So going on to like the set design specifically as well, because Indy is very big for its practical sets and it's, you know, it's stunts, especially in Temple of Doom, which I think we can all agree has some of the most impressive practical sets out of the Indiana yeah. Jones Temple films. of Doom, my beloved. Honestly, that film is like one of my favorites. Only for short round and the sets. Everything else about it is a bit mid. Willie is annoying. Willie is so annoying. Willie is annoying. But the thing is, I do love that the actress herself has said she hates it because she just kept screaming. Yeah, that's that's what she does. That poor woman. She has said herself. She has said herself she hates Willie because she just kept screaming, and I love her for that. The set design for this entire film 
was incredible especially when they were going through you know in greece going through dionysus's cave and that echo thing was so cool the echo thing was so interesting i was was i'd love to to go there joke together as well yeah he just went with it he just went with it and i found that really cute you know you can tell that like they knew each other previously before this big adventure as well just just off that interaction alone missed opportunity for him to go bum 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 <laughs> if they had and done that I would have left what were they singing no they're saying bum 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 uh, if, no, if no, they had given it an extra star yeah. no, no, it's it an old classical sound like a ch- song oh, okay. oh is it yeah it is a song Hamish yeah because oh, I was going to say there was a yeah I, I thought it was just them making a sound that sounded like a tune but it wasn't no it's an actual tune they're just going bum 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 wasn't it bum 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 yeah which, why are we debating what the fuck is I don't know the name of it, the song. Is it Beethoven's Fifth? Oh, Joe's coming out with Is It Beethoven's Fifth? Hang on. I think it was his Oh, is it the song from Little Big Planet 2? Joe. A fifth of Beethoven. You know what? I think it's that. Hang on, I'm double checking if it's Beethoven's Fifth. And if it is, Joe can say it again, being like, well, actually, it's Beethoven's Fifth. You can edit it. It's Beethoven's fifth. It's Beethoven's okay, fifth. Okay, go, Joe, go. Actually, it's Beethoven's fifth. That is so insightful, oh, Joe. Up, Joe. Thank you so oh. much for letting us know. That's all right. That's you all music right. nerd. <laughs> I'm good for some stuff. Right. About the trailer, I remember me and you were saying, Hamish, that it gave. we thought it gave too much away and it was pretty long. But I didn't... I, I, there was a lot of stuff in this that just wasn't in the trailer. Like, the, the stuff underwater, I didn't know there was an underwater yeah. sequence. Like the whole third act, surprisingly, isn't in it. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff that isn't in the trailer. That's good. That is very good. Yeah. That is very, and like very even good. I did stay even, away from the trailers for this one. Even I was the big game spot that. Um, that had sort of fake footage. It had them like jumping out the plane with like loads of dark clouds around the, around them. But in this, of course, it's yeah. them in the past. In was it nine hundred seven AD or was it two hundred? Two hundred and fourteen BC. 214 BC. Well done, so I don't know why I remember that date. I just remember Outdoing the Doctor it. Who fan at history. Well done. Oh, was everybody please. else really scared when, you know, Indy was dying back in the ancient period? And, and you I'm know, so glad she punched him. I am so glad she punched him. I I'm was scared sorry, that, that would have been a ex- shit ending. The way they were going to explain, like, oh, Indy's not going to be coming back because he actually died in the past. Like, I was so scared that's what they were going to do. But thankfully they didn't. Mm. She she did an Indiana Jones move. She I'm punched so him glad. and brought him back. I'm I'm gonna get on to the leaked endings from the rewrites. It's just like the Flash. This has multiple endings to oh. it, uh, none of which thankfully were filmed. In more than one version of the script, um, they were gonna be going back in time to what I assume was the train sequence at the start, and trying to stop the uh, Dial of Destiny falling into the Nazis' hands. Um, and during this sequence, old Indiana Jones would have come across. Uh, old Indiana Jones would come across young Indiana Jones, and just like the temporal paradox that sounds like, uh, Indiana Jones would have ceased to exist, uh, removed from the timeline. This was uh, written very early into the movie's development, again during the concept art stages, uh, and when he is removed from the timeline. Helena was going to be picking up the mantle 
and becoming the new Indiana Jones. However, since then, it's very clear that there's been some restructuring at Lucasfilm. There's been some quite heavy rewrites and corporate hands going, maybe don't. (laughs) Um, And thankfully, they maybe didn't. I I know you said there was proof. I know you said there was like concept art, but I still don't believe that thought crossed their mind of erasing Indiana Jones. No, no. The... So the people that have been leaking this, uh, his coverage on the build-up to it included insider set images and such. He was really good for it. Um, again, don't fully agree with sounds what he like, says, Sounds like an idiot the guy, to me. The, the, the guy comes out with some pretty good reports on movies. Is there anything else anyone wants to mention about this film? The, 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 as you said before, this is the, the first film that's not directed by Spielberg. I thought there'd be a big, like, sort of visual difference. I think James Mangold kind of captures the magic of Spielberg quite well. I think my only issue is that sometimes the it's quite dark. Um, like when uh, Indy's on the bike with the Nazi with the sidecar going down towards the train, I, that was quite hard to see. Um, there might have been a bit underwater that was hard to see. Also, I the film's not very funny. Like, a lot of the Indiana Jones films were quite funny, and I didn't find myself going, huh. Like, even a huh with this one. There was a there was a funny scream from Toby Jones at the beginning, where he's like, ah! and that was funny, but that's just Toby Jones. I, don't know. I disagree. I thought there was a lot of funny things. I found myself laughing a lot throughout this film. Harrison had a lot of little one-liners that I, you know, had a little chuckle at. But... Yeah. I had, a, I had a lot of chuckle throughout it. The, I mean, most of the time I was jumping at how hard some of the people were getting hit <laughs> the, you know the first the train scene for example like jesus christ i think the train scene is probably my favorite kind of like thing of the whole film i mean i, I was laughing a lot during the train scene there was you know whenever he tried and blend in with the nazis and that you know they realized his costume had bullet holes in it so they were like okay well clearly something's wrong here and then he just started running um i was laughing a lot at that bit but, you know, I can see where you're coming from. It's not as humor, you know, packed yeah, as I, the Yeah, I'm not saying that there was nothing funny in it, but as a whole, it was not as lighthearted as the others. Um, yeah. Uh, also, as, as Music Man, um, I liked Helena's theme, or Helena's theme, however you say her name, because mm. that, that was new for this film. Um, but apart from that, nothing really stood out to me. Like, John Williams was great. But for this, I didn't get much from it. I am surprised they didn't lean more into the the space stuff because there's a lot of that in the beginning. Like you've got the kid on the the train in the spacesuit, yeah. and you've got Schmidt's past with rockets. I'm surprised it wasn't based around like a a rocket they were building or something. Well, the film did focus the... on like Archimedes' technological knowledge. I don't yeah. know whether this is me reaching. I think it is. But um, it talked a lot about like technology moving forward and, you know, the, the vast kind of jump from like each era that they were going through, especially during, you know, the 20th century. So I don't know whether it was like showing how Indy was in a world where people are now landing on the moon and he's still digging in the dirt for artifacts, whether or not that was something that was kind of interesting. 
That's a good point. I, I I do agree with that. There is also a blink and you'll miss it line from uh, Jürgen where he talks about when he's going back to kill Hitler. Um, he also talks about perfecting their V1 rocket, which was the Nazis' first attempt at a missile. Oh. Yeah, I, um, I heard that in the film and I thought, because I found it quite hard to hear sometimes, uh, and I thought they were going to go back and build a rocket. And then when yeah, they go yeah, back, yeah. like, so, oh, wait, they're not. <laughs> how about the, a rocket? The, na- the Nazis were dangerously close to actually making an intercontinental missile called the V1. Um, but they never got it completed. So the idea was that he's going to go back, kill Hitler, replace Hitler, and use his knowledge to perfect the V1 rocket and effectively bomb stuff from Germany without fail. As a side note, his plan to go back in time and kill Hitler and become the new Fuhrer is brilliant. You know, most of the time it would be, I'm going to go back and I'm going to tell Hitler all of these things and Hitler's going to win us the war. But like, it was very clear that Jürgen's character realized that Hitler was a real fraud and a terrible leader. You know, he, I mean, he, what was it? He locked himself in his bunker and killed himself instead of like manning it out and fighting out with the rest of his country to the end of the war. Pussy. Pussy, yeah. You know, Hitler was a terrible, terrible leader. Never mind all of the other stuff he did. <laughs> so you know? Hitler Hitler was, according to C1, a nerd <laughs> and a pussy. <laughs> she is. <laughs> well, do- doesn't matter about all the other stuff. He was a nerd and a pussy. Guys, hot tank, but Hitler's a bit mid. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even call him mid. Let's not even. <laughs> the shit that, on the bottom that, of that bit. Oh, only the hottest takes on the filming <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just loved it that, you know, he was like, I'm going to go back and kill Hitler and take his place. It's just like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. Really very I clever. wish I wish they'd actually got ahead with that, because as cool as the stuff of Archimedes was, um, going back to Berlin in the past and saying hello to Hitler. It, it feels like a, it's like it's like the Kingsman end credit scene. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Setting up like a fucking Hitler villain was shit. I had Hitler it. in Last Crusade because he signed... Um, he Indiana's signed the book, book. yeah. Um, but I don't know. Cause wouldn't tug. Wouldn't tug. What are your thoughts on the time travel? Because I, I know that brilliant. when they first brought it up, see, one turns to me and was like, they're not doing time not travel, do are they? <laughs> see, this is what I don't like. Anybody who turns around and says, Indiana Jones doesn't have time travel. We had a box in the first film that mm. vaporized a bunch of people. Like, come on. There were aliens in the fourth I have. I did say we did say on the way in, Joe, that both of us said, "Yeah, they did melt off a bunch of Nazis' face in the first one." I wouldn't be surprised. It was. I like. I don't. It's not that I don't think it's possible. It was just not how I thought the film would go. Yeah. I'm not past the second movie when there's a guy that can just take your heart out, or by speaking a few words, Indy sets some stones on fire. Oh yeah. Like Indiana Jones is not like. It's not realistic, is it? No. What it does is it takes, like, ancient myths or, like, your kind of cryptids kind of stuff. All these, like, lost artifacts that are meant to hold some, like, absurd power. And it takes us into that realm of fantasy and it makes them real. Has a giggle with them. Like, yeah, exactly. The crystal skulls belong to interdimensional beings. Where's Dan Aykroyd when you need him? Oh, oh, I saw it. Where's Dan? I saw an interview with um, 
you're about to think of the same thing that I'm what's his of. What's his name? Uh, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. And he was talking about how George Lucas was saying, uh, they're, not, they're not aliens, they're interdimensional beings. And Steven Spielberg asks him, what do you want them to look like? And he says, aliens. Yeah, do, do you want to know why? <laughs> why? George Lucas came out with that. Because Steven Spielberg was refusing to do aliens. Mm, yeah. He absolutely refused to do aliens, which is the big thing behind the Crystal Skull mythos. And... George Lucas was like, they're interdimensional beings. Got Spielberg to sign on. Got him right to the end. And he was like, what do you want them to look like? And he went, aliens. aliens. And they're going to have a big flying saucer that's going to fly into the sky and off into space. I respect Like the aliens. I respect <laughs> it. That is a way to get your friend to do a fucking film. I, I don't know how I feel about time travel i don't think it's as offensive as the aliens i thought that was weird no i but... think this was a lot more respectful respectable than the aliens i think this was still like time travel is more believable than aliens at this point in the Indiana Jones <laughs> Dude, universe. I, I love the fact the nazis whenever they realized like they were fucking stuck there just started opening fire on the soldiers <laughs> like the roman and greeks just like what what is it um Boyd Holbrook's character just rips the plane door open with a luger in one hand and just begins dumping bullets into them. Yeah. Poor little um, Romans and Greeks. I, I think Poor it is Romans. fitting for Indiana Jones, who is an archaeologist, to go into the past. I think that thematically is very nice. I think as a final, like his final adventure, he gets to see one of his like you know, his life's work in person. I think that's a nice yeah. kind of that I thought that was very touching. I liked. I thought the time travel was done very tastefully. It could, it could have been done so much worse. But I think the idea of Archimedes creating or creating, you know, it's not like he he. We come to find out he didn't truly kind of come off the idea of his own or some weird time paradox. I don't even want to think about that right now. Um, well, no, yeah, he doesn't know that it works until they come back and then he fully assembles the mechanism. Yeah, so it's like a whole. That's a whole you know bucket of worms i do like the time loop of like the watch keeps going forward and backward in time in the yeah it's with archimedes body then jürgen takes it in the past then archimedes takes it and it's buried with him and it just keeps on going that's quite cool i thought that when me and hamish saw that we, we both kind of just looked at each other like oh my god like they've actually done some weird sort of time loop thing holy shit i think so. like i think maybe i'm not sure of it because it was brief i think maybe i would prefer it if they sort of explored it a bit more what the the entire time travel bit yeah it didn't seem like a third act it seemed like the last bit of a third act it's, it's i think same with uh king of the crystal skull those aliens are right at the end it's so brief they're there yeah the aliens are incredibly brief at the end but no i, I feel like the for me the third act started when you know jürgen put on the nazi costume that's when the third act act like kicked off for me at least it's when he suits up oh my god no Hamish no I did like Helena riding the bike in the rain though like I literally looked up at that I was like that looks so good also when you know she starts like I thought very small detail but like the rain's hitting her in the face she starts going forward and then starts going backwards because she's like I can't actually see anything I thought that was cute and also like realistic um yeah. Wonderful. Does anyone have any final words before we uh, f- rate the film? I have, I have a question. Oh no. 
Um, now, for myself personally, this has fallen into my top three Indiana Jones movies. Same here. Mine being Last Crusade, Temple of Doom, and then Dial. Oh. I don't know how much you guys care about Indiana Jones, but where where are you ranking it out of five? It would be... Four. Yeah, four. So, Last Crusade, Raiders, Temple of Doom, Dial of Destiny, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh my god, same. Oh, lovely. Ah. I respect <laughs> it. I respect it, but I am... So, this is going to hurt. I would rate Raiders of the Lost Ark... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Wait, what? Wait, 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 what? Then the Dial of Destiny. Then the Last Crusade. And then the Temple of Doom. What? (laughs) That's a first. I'll give it to you. That's a first. Oh, Joe's gone. Joe's walked away. Joe's walked away from the mic. Joe's walked away from the mic. That's a first. I'll give it to you. I love all of them. I think the reason like Crystal Skull is a second is nostalgia. And also I love Mutt's character so much. Oh, Joe's gone again. Shia LaBeouf, though. I know. But it's like the same reason why I love Sam Witwicky in the the Bayverse, like Transformers films. No. I hate the actor, but I love the characters he plays. I I think, because I just gave my my top three... Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is unfortunately maybe above Raiders. I think Raiders. I disagree what is with going that? on here. No, what? no, 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 no. no. Oh, okay, let me explain. Right. So when I was in primary school, Raiders came out. Not Raiders. Fuck. Wait, wait. Came out when you primary Amish. school. How old no, are you? No, no. <laughs> Kingdom, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And C one grew up with Harrison Ford, and so you know. I have. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea what Indiana Jones was. I came into school one day, and I had loads of kids who had just discovered what Indiana Jones was, yelling at me, being like, "Because we came to lunchtime, they're like, oh, do you want to play like the guy with the plane at the start of the movie? Who like picks in the yep, yeah, you can be the plane guy.'" And I was like, "Huh." <laughs> Oh. And my first introduction to Indiana Jones was Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I got the comic of it, which my parents really shouldn't have bought me because there was a the the scene when the guy is eaten by the fire ants is so much more graphic when it's on the page and you can't turn the page because your eyes are glued to it and you're like, oh my god, he's being eaten alive by ants. Um, it's not like a movie when it mo- passes on. That's like cemented in my mind. I think Raiders is infinitely a better film. But I just don't have as strong memories of Raiders. I still remember seeing Raiders for the first time. I I don't think I've ever like been so... I just don't feel like a kid when I watch Raiders, if you get me. I feel like a kid when I watch Kingdom. That's fair. Because it reminds me of when I saw it as a kid. That's, That's similar to, like, as to why it's so high up on my list. But I think Raiders has to be my favourite because I love Marion so much. Marion, Marion is in all three of my top th- of, of like my top three films. Like, I I love her character so much, and in in in, in, in Raiders, I thought she was brilliant. It's also got She's a monkey great. that does a Hitler salute. Oh, that monkey's so funny, funny little monkey. I love yeah, it. But then he dies. Monkey dies because he's a Nazi. A Nazi monkey. And he has bad dates. They just taught the na- the monkey wrong. To to quote Salah, bad dates. Careful, you're sounding but, like um... right wing Twitter here. It, a monkey's a bit different than a person, isn't it? <laughs> what I think we should do is I think that we should put Punch our... the monkey. Punch the Nazi monkey. Punch the Nazi monkey. What I think we should do is we'll put up on 
Twitter or, or social medias or something, probably Twitter, if you can view it and you don't exceed your Yeah, limit. I can't. Um, we'll pull up our, all four of our top five, our, our rankings of the five Indiana Jones films, and we'll see what people say. So, okay, let's let's do a, let's do a rating again, just to see if after this discussion anyone's score has moved. I don't think it has, but Joe? I think it's still a six out of ten. I would be willing to rewatch it because it's the sort of thing like if you know going into it what you're gonna watch, then maybe it'll improve. Like I can appreciate the smaller details. I yeah, I think the film is fine. It's fine. I'd happily play it as a Lego game. That's my big takeaway. Um, but yeah, it was fine. Good. Um, Suan, has yours changed? No, I still a six, but I agree with Joe. And like you, 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 to be fair, you two have like, I think of it hi- higher now in my head because of what you two have said. But it's still, from what I remember, a good six, and it's not like it's a bad film. But yeah, I would, I'd, I'd rewatch it. Hamish, happily rewatch it. Staying at eight. I'm gonna go with a solid eight point five, and I would rewatch it again. In a heartbeat. I, I realized after the after uh, doing my review on Letterboxd, I preferred The Flash. <laughs> Shame on you, oh, Joseph. I'm going to be ridiculed now. For shame. I had more fun with that. Well, that's what films are about. It's about fun. Yeah. So, why the Batman is my favorite film of all time. Me and Hamish once did a drinking game to the Indiana Jones films, and I remember one of them was finish your drink whenever the map thing came up. The map scene. I loved yeah. seeing the map. Oh, I, when I the map turned up, I was like, oh my god, the map, the map, the map. <laughs> Fucking Dora the Explorer fan. The map. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good point to end off, I think. So, I think now is the time for recommendations. Who has a recommendation? Who would like to recommend something to the people? Suan, you have your hand raised. Do go <laughs> forth. Right, thank you, my liege. Um, we were <laughs> yes, last night we watched a film, and it has actually been talked about by Joe and Xander like a couple of weeks ago on this. But I would also, you know, like to put it forth as a recommendation. It's called Twelve Angry Men. It's a film from like 1957, I think. And it's basically what it's called. It's 12 Angry Men. They're in a room and it's kind of like they're doing jury duty and then they're trying to figure out how to like, what to do with this kid. Um, so it's like genuinely just like an hour and a half of 12 angry men in a room. and But it's like really fucking good and it's really engaging and you like see all these dudes and them, you know, how they're trying to go through with like sentencing this kid for the crime i just it was very very engaging very good film um like joe said last night don't let the black and white put you off it's i would very much suggest it's a very good film so yeah 12 angry men Mm, i have heard of it i've never gotten around to watching it it's on my list i'll bump it up highly suggest i'll bump it up uh, to the top now yay anybody want to go next joe you're smiling a lot go on I'm just smiling at Sion's suggestion. Um, I've okay, so I can I can scratch off Twelve Angry Men from my one this week. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I've got two. One's a smart one. One's a dumb one. Give, give us both. Give us the dumb one first, and then the smart one. I uh, I would genuinely recommend everyone to watch the first Madagascar film. It's currently on <laughs> Amazon agree. Prime. 
Xander ridiculed me for giving it five stars on Letterboxd, but this is genuinely a perfect film. Like, this is funny. You've got the the penguins of Madagascar. This is the greatest side Smiling plot ever. Wave. They get to Antarctica, and they're like, nah, this sucks, we'll go to Madagascar. And that is so funny. You've got King Julian. You've got Alex canonically being a cam girl and eating ass in this film. You've got... This is, this is a horny film. There are monkeys. There's uh, a giraffe who's, like, sort of kink... Like, obsessed with, um like, doctor stuff. That's their kink. Uh, the hippo is built... What Madagascar did you watch? <laughs> <laughs> when was um, Alex the Lion a cam... I thought you were referring to me. And I was about to say, excuse me. <laughs> no. Have you watched Madagascar? Madagascar. <laughs> like some sort of XX, like rated version <laughs> i do agree though it is a peak film it is peak yeah it's very good it's um, a throwaway line that joe just literally went oh my god he's camera because no, alex line talks about how oh yeah I, I go on the on the live cam and i perform and i'm just like alex is a cam girl that is true um i would not watch that though because that's weird um my my serious recommendation um is oh, i, I thought that brain... was a serious one well oh, no that is serious as well you should definitely watch it. But my serious one, main one, is Brain Dead, which is a film. It's one of Peter Jackson's first films. Uh, and basically, it is a zombie film, but it's a very gory and comedic zombie film. Like, it, the first 30, 30 minutes, me and someone were like, should we turn this off? This might be a bad Xander recommendation, because he told us to watch it, and we almost turned it off. And then it, it all just kicked off. It it really kicks off like the how, half hour mark. There's so much blood and gore and silliness and just some of the g- greatest bits of like zombie media out there. So if you haven't seen Brain Dead, go watch it. It's all on. It's on YouTube. The whole thing for free, uh, in HD and all that jazz. So go watch it. It's genuinely very good and entertaining. Hmm. Damn. Yes. So, Hamish? Uh, my recommendation is going to stay on the Nazi killing vibes. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to recommend one of my favorite movies out there, which is on our top 10 movie lists, which I think we're going to be discussing in the future. Um, it is called Fury. It's from 2014. Um, it stars Brad Pitt, um, Michael Pena, or Pena. I'm gonna Pena. Second Pena. Uh, Pena. 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 Uh, Logan Lerman and John Berthnall and Shia LaBeouf. I was going to say, you're forgetting Shia. Um, I'm forgetting Shia. Shia. My beloved. Um, it is one of my favorite movies. Um, it's about a conscript uh, who is forced into a uh, to replace a dead tank crewman uh, during the very end of World War II. It does not hold back from showing just exactly what went on in World War Two, uh, but it also kind of shows that kind of bond that like people form in these desperate situations. I absolutely adore this movie. I rewatch clips of it all the time. I used some of its audio for one of my university projects. Please go watch it. It's awesome. If you like watching like tanks blowing shit up. Uh, Brad Pitt shooting Nazis. Like, what more do you want, really? Yeah. Uh, he's in a lot of Nazi killing films, isn't he? I've noticed. 
He is in Glorious Bastards. That's a very peak film. I thought that's what you were talking it about is. Uh, at first. No. Fury. No. All the way. Ah. Um, great. So I'm going to stick on the theme of time travel for mine. I'm going to talk about the film Orlando featuring Tilda Swinton, which is the tale of a young duke in the Elizabethan era called Orlando, who is blessed with immortality by Queen Elizabeth before she dies. And it's it follows his life through, you know, his life through all the years, through all the centuries, up until the Georgian era, where he goes on a as a Middle Eastern ambassador for Britain, wakes up one morning and is a woman. <laughs> so then at that point, she has to come back home. She has to realize how sexist she's been her entire life. You know, she's like, actually, women do actually kind of had it hard. Um Realizing that she's going to lose her entire property because, you know, only men can own houses and the such. Um, and it just follows her story throughout all of the centuries up until the modern day. Now, it's a really weird film. It's one of those films that doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Very, very little dialogue. Oh, that's good it's for me. It's mainly showed in the costumes by Sandy Powell, the set design and just the main shots there's a very famous scene of orlando running through a garden in a big georgian attire escaping a man that's trying to marry her so i would give it a big watch you do have to put a lot of thought into it when watching it but it's i got to study it for my university course and i had to do a review on it and and it's it's genuinely one of those films i would happily go back and rewatch. so also tilda swinton's fit um (laughs) So I think there's just that. So, yeah. Nice. Awesome. So nice. I think that that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, Joe, wow. start off, tell the lovely people where they can find you. Hi, everyone. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cook11Joseph. Uh, Insta- well, you might see my tweets unless this 600 tweet thing comes in. Well, it has come in, what am I saying? Uh, you can find me on Instagram... <laughs> Um, Joe Cook underscore digital artist where you'll find my artwork um, and you can find me on YouTube at Rebel Whovian very good Suan um, there's my Instagram and my Twitter where I don't post much on either at Suan Owine and then my letterbox is Suan O's where I try to be funny and succeed I think you succeed oh thank you funny okay. looking hey hey Mish. Someone's weird. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Hamish2864. The numbers don't mean anything. It's just numbers that I came up with. And uh, you can also find me in your walls if you have not taken your medication. Hamish, um, I'm a weak am... cold. Oh, yeah, shit. I said that last time I was on the podcast. I completely forgot. <laughs> I'm in your walls. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh... You can find me nowhere. I am nowhere. I am not even following the official podcast Twitter account that I will now be taking over. Um, <laughs> so you can find us on Twitter at filmtheimpod1, subject to change, because that's a terrible username. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, what is our Instagram? Yeah. I can't remember it. Uh, the official filmtheimpod. And our Instagram at the official filmtheimpod. <laughs> So, yeah. Thank you for listening. Wow. See you guys. Bye-bye. Goodbye.
<laughs> I didn't know how to end it. Uh...